Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Okay, Bobby, this is another place that we both attended. And just like last week, we're talking about a giant world-class organ that's at MATC. Yes, and it's not only is it world-class and has always been, I mean, it's it's a Skinner organ made by the Skinner Company um, in 1931. They made a fair number of organs, but very few of them survive untouched. And that's the beauty of the MATC organ. It's a great Skinner organ that's basically in its original condition and state, which is extremely, extremely rare. To find. Including the 1930 computer that I'm finger quoting here that that is that runs it, right? And that is an astonishing thing to look at. <laughs> I mean, that, that to see like, I mean, you see a computer and you open it and you're like, wow, that's some pretty amazing technology. But when you look at this, like, I'm doing the finger thing, <laughs> computer from 1930, um, it's all like hand wired. Every like every little piece was handmade. You know, they cut out the metal strips. They cut out, the, you know, it just it's mind blowing that it works the way it does. So where is this organ? In the Cooley Auditorium. And it's hard to describe exactly where in the Cooley Auditorium it is because it's everywhere in the Cooley <laughs> Auditorium. The, um, the console, which is like the keyboard, the part that people think of as the organ, is right in the center of the stage okay. right at the front. But then there's a whole pipe loft above the stage. So if you go up to a higher floor of the building and go into some doors around the back— you go in at the top of the fly loft, which is where all those ropes go, you mm-hmm. know, really high up in a theater. Um, and then there's these rooms kind of catwalked over the stage that have, there's like four rooms that have different pipes, sets of pipes in them from like the tiniest little like metal ones that look almost like cigarettes all the way up to these giant, huge base ones that are like big wooden boxes. Wow. Um, and then off to another side is the room with the computer and the blower because it needs a blower for the air. What computer doesn't need a blower, right? Exactly, exactly. So then the sound comes from these pipes through openings that are in the ceiling of the auditorium. But then there's also an echo system where like in the back of the, it's almost like surround sound in the back of the theater, all the way at the top of the highest balcony, there's another set of pipes back there. And then on the stage, there's a set of, another set of pipes that are sort of like a, a monitor, for like, you know, if you're standing on stage, you have a monitor so you can hear what's oh, being wow. played. So there's really three different sets of like pipe areas. And then all of it's connected. Like there's different conduits that run through the ceiling to connect these different areas and stuff. Oh, and on the side of the stage backstage is a player unit, which is like, you know, an old p- player piano. You would take the scroll and you'd put it in the piano and it would play the piano by itself. Yeah. They have a rare Skinner um, organ player that plays oh. scrolls and they have one of the largest collections of scrolls. So we're going to go back and trace how this organ got there in the first place, the work to restore it. There's a lot more to say about this organ. We're going to pick it up next on Urban Spelunking. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the Honor System. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. All right, we're back on Urban Spelunkin talking about this this incredible organ at MATC and uh, the birth year of this organ. Let's start at the very beginning. When did it go in? 1931. Okay. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, each of these organs, when Skinner made these organs, they made them um, for 
the space that they were in. So they're, you know, they're, um, they're, they're totally custom. custom yeah. They're totally custom. I mean, they, you know, they use the same different components and things, but they're like tuned to the rooms based on size and shape and all this kind of thing. So that's the other thing too, is with the Skinner organs, it's rare to find not only one that's been untouched, but that is still in the space for which it was designed. Oh, so, really, so the like, sound must be just dialed then, huh? Yes, except that it hasn't been used much um, for many years, which is, you know, an organ like this, you want to use it. You know, you want to keep the air moving through it and all that. Um, and part of being untouched means it's just it's it needs work, mm. you know. So it makes some groaning sounds. It makes some sort of heaving, wheezy sounds and things. Did you get to it, hear it? Yeah, it makes sounds that um, – that it really shouldn't make, <laughs> and, it do- and it doesn't make sounds. You said that like a disappointed parent. You and were it, just very. Yes. And, <laughs> we and, really can't have you making. And those worst sounds. of all, it makes it, it doesn't make sounds that it should make. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a poor combination, of course. Um, so you know the, you know in the in 1931 when it was built, it cost thirty seven thousand dollars this organ, and the player was another seventeen thousand, which. Today, that's like a million bucks yeah. for this. Yeah. You know? And this was apparently used a lot. And people wonder why, like, why would a, a vocational school do this? But um, they used it for performances. They used it, um, I was told, when, like, assembly, they must have used, they used to have assemblies, which I don't know about you, but I did never. Not, I didn't go to a lot of assemblies. I did assemblies never attend an M- assembly yeah. at MATC. But anyway, apparently they did at some point, and they would have organ music playing when they came in or organ music playing when they came out. So it was apparently used for a lot of different things in the past. Um, but it was also supposed to be um, kind of a, a teaching organ or demonstration organ in the sense that the reason that all of the like backstage stuff, like all the pipe lofts and that kind of thing, are relatively easily visited is because they wanted um, students to come in and see how it worked. So electronic students to see how the wiring was done, how the computer was made, uh, maybe carpentry students to see how the, the pipes oh, sure, were yeah. made. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's all sorts of like things relating to vocational um, education that, that, that it was useful to see the inner workings of how this. So it had like multiple multiple uses in that sense. And that must have just been like mind-blowing technology for the students to see at the time, like to see this computer, right? It's mind-blowing now. Right? It's just amazing to see, like, you can just imagine, I mean, there's just hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of wires, little switches. Each little thing is a switch that, you know, like basically it's like a digital, it's like a, an analog digital thing, like on-off switches and all that kind of stuff. Um, really just this amazing sort of analog binary Mm-hmm. set up so kind of amazing and it was designed for really complicated music really a, it's a symphonic organ right the, yeah the person who you interviewed in the story made the distinction it's not a church organ right it's different it's it's, it's not an organ piper pizza organ with like <laughs> <laughs> it's a good organ that's right. pretty good you know what i'm saying like with all those like other instruments that it played like in that sort of quirky kind of carnival like way yeah this is the kind of organ that interestingly i said to him is jeff weiler who is uh runs jl weiler and company in chicago which is uh, an incredible um restoration company and they're doing the work to restore this organ um he's the one who said this and when i asked him i said so is this the kind of organ that the symphony wants you know because the symphony has built uh in the old grand warner theater has built a space to put an organ but they don't just want any organ. They don't want to just like go to some old movie theater and grab their old movie theater organ and put it in there. They're looking for a true symphonic organ, and that's exactly what this is. Wow. Okay. So but what they makes can't it have it? 
because <laughs> it was designed for MATC, right. and that's where it stands. So what makes a symphonic organ different? Um, I think it's just, it's the sounds that it makes. It's the, you know, the, and there's so much going on in these organs. I was looking through the original paperwork and it was like saying it has this many stops and this many, like, does this all, uh, all these different words for the various sounds it can make and stuff. And, um, frankly, I don't understand any of it. (laughs) (laughs) They're complex. I mean, I think about. It's really complicated. It's really complicated. I mean, I remember just going to my my childhood church and watching the organist there for a modest little church organ and seeing the hands and the feet going like, I was like, you got a full keyboard on the floor? How was that? I remember that was so fascinating as a kid watching, you know, the pedals go too and and all the switches. Yeah. If you look at this one too, the the console is the same thing. There's all kinds of switches or all kinds of stops. There's like two panels of stops on either side, at least. And there's all the switches in the middle. And there's, you know, multiple keyboards, plus there's the bass pedals for the feet and all that, and the volume pedal and the, all that stuff. It's, it's just, I don't, can't imagine how one person does that. And it plays all these different sounds, too. I mean, uh, in, in the story, uh, the quote mentions, like, the different flutes and the different tones that the organ can make. And that all is because there's, there's so many pipes. I mean, because it fills up yeah, the entire right. the entire uh, hall. And I'm thinking about, like, you mentioned the... The, the like auxiliary pipes that are around there too, that they were thinking about this, this like fully enveloped sound quality, you know, that it was really meant to be a striking, uh, you know, 360 experience. Yeah. Right. Like, like we think of surround sound now where all of a sudden you're listening and then suddenly like some flutes come behind you. You're like, where did that come from? <laughs> but I think that's also part of what makes it a, a symphonic organ is the, the, the sounds that it makes are instruments that you would find in a symphony orchestra. Unlike say like an organ piper pizza or, uh, organ that sounds more like what you'd hear at a circus. Yeah. yeah. Does does one person play it or do, can more one than one? Per, one person plays it and in some cases nobody plays it because they have this collection of more than a hundred scrolls, not rolls. I was con- told they're not rolls, they're scrolls. Um, and it's amazing. You, he rolled out one of these, he picked one off the shelf and they, they're in these boxes that on the boxes they tell you um, the name of it, you know, who wrote it, that kind of thing. But it also says... Like the tempo, like the one I'm looking at right now, says it's four minutes, medium tempo. And then it also lists all the times it was played. Oh, cool. So like this one play, was played on December 11th, 1933, March 26th, 1934, and February 25th, 1935. Wow. We have a very similar system in our vinyl library that we inherited from MPS. Yeah. Uh, the jazz collection has a lot of that same kind of stuff where... Uh, right on the front of the vinyl is not as old, obviously, yeah, but right. right on the front of the vinyl it says uh, you know, when they last played this particular jazz track on each of the albums. And seeing that handwritten stuff and knowing that this this vinyl or this scroll entertained people on that date, I mean, yeah, that's, that's it's pretty exciting, cool. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? It's, it's really fun. Um, so it was an amazing eye-opening experience. Uh, a friend of mine works at MATC and was like, you got to come over and see the organ that's built into the auditorium. I'm like, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw it. I was just like, how did I not see this? until now. Um, so the thing now is they're trying to raise money to, to do the restoration of the organ that it really needs to have. And, and it's not like you can just call anybody to restore the organ, right? You have to have really specialized right. people they, for this. Yeah. And they, you know, and Weiler, um, submitted a proposal that was accepted and they've been working on it. Um, they did the player first, the player that plays the scrolls and that is now done. Um, and now they've removed a bunch of pipes. So they're starting to work on pipes. So it's, it's the kind of thing that they can do in pieces. So they've taken the funding that they have and, and done um, bits as they go. And they have a foundation um, which is donating money also to help with the restoration. And I was sort of confused at first because they said, well, we'll have you talk to the Bradley Foundation. 
And I was like, why? And I said, oh, no, not that Bradley Foundation. It's a different Bradley Foundation. Oh, okay. All right. There's a Bradley Foundation um, out on the East Coast. So this Joseph Bradley, who left the money to start this foundation, was uh, passionate about organs. So the um, the foundation gives money for exactly these kinds of projects. But for organ restoration for organ restoration, well. yeah. It's a very specialized um, sort of thing. And they are doing, I guess, some flat-out grants, but they're also going to do – they're talking about doing some matching grants and stuff too. So MATC is trying to raise some of the money to, you know, take advantage of that matching grant. So what's program. the big price tag? How much are they trying to raise? They need to raise $200,000. I, I don't want to react to it, but I am, I guess. It, it doesn't sound that bad. It sounds like that's doable, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to do, if they do raise all that money, if there's going to be some big like concert or big reveal for the public. Well, I think what they want to do is the, the goal is once it's restored is, again, it needs to be played to not fall into disrepair again. Um, and so I think the goal, I mean, they're not in the business of promoting concerts, <laughs> that sort of thing. But I think they'll be looking for ways to have it played on a regular basis and uh, likely for the public too. There is something about Oregon that especially, I wonder if there's um – in this area, I feel like we've talked about – maybe it's just buildings of this age, but it feels like we've talked about a lot of organs on Urban Spelunking. Well, we've done a lot of theaters and stuff too, so yeah. Yeah, that's probably why. But it's, it sounds like you know at, at a certain time, like these these went into buildings that you wouldn't, I guess, put an organ in today. Like you wouldn't put a you know an organ into a movie theater. You wouldn't put it into uh, – right. Uh, a baseball stadium. Yeah, right. You know, when I, even when I was a kid, there was an organist at Chase Stadium that played every day at all the games. Like people yeah. used to really love their organs. Yeah, and I wonder if it's just from a time when it was a it was a really like the technology for recorded music wasn't really there, and so it was like an easy way to get really full sounding, yeah, kind of exciting music. Played. That's a good point. Like it, it might, um, if you had never heard organ music before, you know, at this time it must have sounded so. Incredible. I mean, like, second only to maybe a symphony experience. Hearing oh, right. all the- an organ like this? Can you imagine yeah. like, walking in there in 1931 and hearing it come from all sides around you? And, and it, you know, those bass notes must rattle the floor in that auditorium. You know? Yeah, I'm picturing some couple whispering to each other like, oh, that surround sound is so great. <laughs> Before surround sound existed, right? <laughs> yes. Well, uh, the, again, I have some really incredible photos. You can see some of that hand-wired detail and... Um, this is like you said it takes up the whole room you have any good trivia for us here at the end um, I think the trivia thing I will give you is that um, the organ was built in many 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 probably thousands of pieces in Boston and shipped to MATC in rail cars because it could be shipped almost all the way to MATC because you know the train tracks are right there yeah on St. Paul uh-huh. so it could come to basically 6th and St. Paul and then be uh, transferred from there, only just like a couple of blocks. So it, was, it arrived like a big Lego set from. Almost, yes, and almost <laughs> almost door to door. Wow, cool. Well, podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. And do yourself a favor and check out the photos, as I mentioned, and check out Bobby's complete story. You can get a lot more uh, detail there with dates and, and specific names and see, see some of those, um, those handwritten labels too on the scrolls. How cool. Uh, that's at radiomilwaukee.org and at On Milwaukee, of course. We've got a link to Bobby's story in the player that you're using right now. And take a minute. We'd love to hear from you to rate and review the podcast. If you can uh, give us a star rating, we'd love that. And if you can type a few words and leave a leave a review for us too, we'd love to hear your feedback. Did I say everything? Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you next week. See you next week. <laughs>